Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, the podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to you, too. We're recording this on uh, on a Wednesday mm-hmm. when... Uh, we're actually remembering and expressing thanks to the men and women who have served in the armed forces. Yeah. So uh, that was my dad. My dad did that. I didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, neither did I. I got some family members as well. Yeah. Sorry. That's stuck right there. What is going on? I thought I was like, I was like, it's very taut. Very that, taut. Yeah. It was very Jimmy, taut. Jimmy was very distracted. Yeah. So when you did military school, it's kind of like, you know, it is not. It is nowhere near the It's same more than stopping. I did. It is no, 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 no. Do not equate the two. Thank you, Jimmy, for your service. Nope, nope, (laughs) nope, nope, nope. I did not uh, have the courage. Yeah, no, you obviously support the military, though. Mm -hmm. Obviously, because Trump... You know, people do. You're oh, Trump, is that is that it? If, if you're a Trumper, you have you you must support the military. Well, you just do by default. You do, yeah. See, yeah. there's a difference between you know I, I support the men and women. Yeah, yeah, of our armed services. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just oh, not wow. the unjust wars oh, wow. that we send them to. Wow, you're going to go into the uh, the military industrial complex. Yeah, okay. just not. Yeah, big well. military. <laughs> yeah, if you, I listen, like our big listen, mil- if you could have if you could have big Eva. Yeah, if you could have big tech. Mm-hmm. You could have big media. Mm-hmm. You for sure got big war. Okay. I like our big military. Yeah. The bigger, the better. Mm. I, I, like, I want to protect ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. I like it. And you want to just keep sending them. Just no, no, no. I, 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 I'd like this to be less involved in a lot of the There you go. Stuff. See, yeah. we're on the same yeah. page. Yeah. I have no yeah. problem. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, sometimes military. you say things a little, you know. Little what? Little, you get a little... Little what? I don't you know what you're doing. You're doing, so, you're doing I mean, something with I'm using my hands. hands. If you had what video running right now, they would see I don't, what I don't, I'm doing. I don't understand what you're doing You know, there. sometimes, you know, you get a little... Uh, Opinionated? Yes. Yeah, you know. I have opinions. Like, I just don't have any, so I, that's you, why oh, I'm you got super none? chill. No, everything. no, you just, you know, never mind. I'm careful. You're, you want to use that word careful? Careful. Yeah, yeah I call it cowardly. Is that what I am? Yeah. <laughs> well, all I know is that one of us usually has to apologize and one of us doesn't. Yeah, you know what? I'm mm-hmm. I'm sorry that people just can't stand the truth. Oh, is that what it is? No. It's Romans 1? Sometimes it's just, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's that. But there's most of the time when I'm apologizing, it's typically, uh, oh, Fofo went too far. <laughs> yeah. Which is all right. I'm all right with that. Listen, people go too far. We, we, we all process, go too far. We're processing out loud. We are. We Like I said, like we have an outline that we're following mm-hmm. on some of these points. Other things are just total riffs. And, uh, and when we riff, listen, you're going to get full Fofo. When I riff, you riff. We riff? We riff, we riff. <laughs> so I, I think that, uh, I think it's fine. And, it, and we do own it, man. If we overstate things, if, you know, if mm-hmm. one of us comes yeah, off yeah, when, a little, whatever, a little extra mean, just, if one of us I'm comes off saying, a little extra mean all, on the 829 podcast, then- Oh, uh, is that what this is about? I'm, Are I'm you looking going for me to apologize? I'm not looking for you to do anything. You know, I've actually been uh, processing I'm that because someone did say- a good uh, guy. A good guy. Yeah, yeah. Not and one I, of the bad guys. No, no, no. And go ahead. Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you say what they said? I, oh. I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair thing, and I'm going to go ahead and address it. Well, um, one of our uh, one of our listeners, and uh, I, I would say, you know, internet friends. You know, we've done sure, some sure, stuff sure, together. Sure, sure, sure. Al Moeller. No, uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he said, "Hey, listen, guys. Yeah, I love your stuff. I've been listening, and yep, I like yep. all your stuff. But at one point uh, on the A29 episode, it felt a little." I can't remember what he used, but he he said it felt it might have been harsh. He said harsh or petty or I think the word petty. I think petty was in there, but it basically related to you know when I think you riffed on you uh, you expressed a frustration with 
you know, people that are in positions that don't necessarily follow through with the job, yeah, follow through with a job, and like you had played with naming the person. Of course, you didn't. Of course not. And so, yeah, that he he felt like that was not cool, and you shouldn't have, you know, gone that far. And to say that if someone's not doing their job, that that you would like, you're like, oh, like it's it's this person. I'm not gonna name his name. No, see, I didn't think that was the issue. I thought the issue was, uh, uh, and maybe why don't you pull it up for clarity wise? Because well, I, I had, I, didn't think about that. Uh, I had thought the issue was that uh, I was saying if you're too busy doing two jobs, being in two positions, and you're not able to fully do one, maybe it's time to step away. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's what you're saying. But I, the way it came across, I think, was probably different in the minds of this guy. So, uh, okay. So Yeah, um, yeah. I'd like to hear clarity because I stand by that I'm, 110%. I'm going to read this message. I was disappointed in the episode. I've been listening to the podcast since the very beginning. Um, this guy's no longer a part of Acts 29 himself. Mm -hmm. He's not a fanboy. But the way the criticism was delivered was petty. Uh the things Jimmy said about the guy who didn't think he was good at his job and almost named but didn't and then sideways commented about how people shouldn't have jobs if they are too busy pastoring their own church, uh, which you're standing by, like, which is, I think, a, you know, a, yeah. I, I just had the same conversation actually with a guy who was in Acts 29 yesterday. Hmm. I literally said, he said, why wouldn't you ever see yourself like, as a regional guy? Yeah. And I said, because I think that needs to be a guy that can devote 20 to 40 hours a week to that job mm -hmm. with all of these pastors. And I, I'm a pastor. I can't, I could never do that sort of a yeah. thing. Um, okay. He says, um, I feel like uh, he said, he said, it just felt like two people gossiping and grumbling because they didn't like something. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll own the grumble. <laughs> there was some grumbling. Uh, and so then I fired back and said, you're a dummy. And, no, you didn't. Uh, Don't say that. You did not. No, no. Listen, I hear that. Uh, I mean, I stand by the sense that if if you're if you're full time pastoring and you're unable to to do extra you know positions, then yeah, you shouldn't be doing it. Focus yeah, on totally what God has called you to do, and that is the local church. Yeah. Praise God for that. Now, saying uh, uh, I almost called someone out. I mean, listen, you're going to figure out who it was based on where I'm at. It's not that hard to figure out. And and you clarified who it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, because listen, here's the thing: we do have. You know, we've uh, uh, we've had great relationships. We've had great relationships. Yeah, and still do. And, and, and still do. And I would say uh, more camaraderie and, and more brotherhood. Um, at least I have. I don't want to speak for Joe before I have to apologize again. Um, you will. <laughs> will I now? Uh, with with those nationally and internationally, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah, um, we've great relationships with uh, with a lot we've of been, We've been utilized. And, and, and sorry, I'm still going to say from a national standpoint, and if it's something nationally or it's something regionally, when you ask for feedback and then not address it and just, you know, seemingly ignore it, don't waste my time. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've, I've expressed it. So I've actually had a few 829 guys reach out to me. Um, very cool. Like no drama. Um, they're all, you know, they're staying put. But I'll watch my tone though, my bad. So, the tone police. No, no. He said he said the way it came off yeah. was petty. Yeah, and I, I, think, I, think, I think it's a fair. Yeah, okay. And uh, this is a guy we respect. Yeah. You know, we actually like this guy. Yeah. Russ Moore. It wasn't <laughs> oh, Russ yeah. Moore. <laughs> First of all, if, Russ, I've got issues with you too. So we can, we can, I can't wait. To, you got I, issues we, with everybody. Russ is a big issue. I got a big you issue have, with We Russ. have one issue with Russ. Yeah, and that's a major yeah, issue. Yeah. That's a major issue. Yeah. Well, so um, here's another sense of do your job. 
Well, I'm, I, I don't know what his job is. Uh, what? what uh, <laughs> oh, really? Are I you going to play this game? I have no no idea what it is. No, I, I think we've talked about it on, on air. Like mm-hmm. the fact that he went really quiet during this year. Correct. This year when he had an opportunity, the ERLC had an opportunity yeah. to really offer some good guidance amidst the, the, the pandemic and the the social unrest they were they were too quiet i agree too quiet yeah and even as as others like uh um uh, like john macarthur you know yeah granted you might not agree and i don't agree with his whole process the man's still out there you know uh taking a stab taking a step out there uh and even though he's not uh, uh, you know he's not sbc it's still a brother in christ out yeah. there alone and your job is to protect, you know, like when we were talking, you're to lobby for us. You're a lobbyist. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're, they focus on public policy and, and the ERLC and uh, religious freedom. And so this would have been a really good opportunity. And listen, this is not us hating. This is us, like we're a part of the SBC. We're happy to be a part of the SBC. But like in any family, we say the wrong things. We do the wrong things. People mess up and we got to call each other out. Sometimes mm-hmm. we're called out. Uh, sometimes other people are called out. And sometimes we're just talking about something that isn't working. That's a normal family yeah. issue. And so- Joe's regretting bringing me up on this. <laughs> not at all. No, because okay, okay. like, you and I are on, on the same page. <laughs> I just like it. I just like it when I get to stand behind you when the bullets fly. See, that's that. That's, what, what I that's like. the cowardly. That's See, a, it's not that's cowardly. A, yes, it it's is. smart. Yes, it is. It's, smart. I, it's, it's called I, cover. I say, There's a difference I say, between concealment I say and cover. Out loud, what we think. I say everything out loud. Oh no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Oh, stop it. Name okay. one thing that I that I have not been uh, saying that I that uh, that you have said that oh, I would. Oh, have. I, I, <laughs> I was mm-hmm. about to go meet. I couldn't do yeah, it. Yeah, see? I that's couldn't what do I, it. That's I was what I about, see, then someone can write in and have me apologize. <laughs> so, listen, uh, we're talking. Mm-hmm. We just like to like to talk. And, yeah, sometimes we don't say things in, in the best way. And, and again, and so when we don't, we'll say that we could have said that better. Yeah. Uh, but it's part of why we do the podcast. The, the idea is, is you get to hear two friends who happen to be two pastors at a church, at a local church, and most pastors aren't. Most pastors that I know aren't very comfortable just letting it all out there, just yeah. kind of saying, yeah, this yeah, is where yeah. we're at, this is where, how we think, this is what we do. Um, Actually, that'd be an, that, that I would love to do a banter of truth on that. For real. Yeah. Like the, the hidden life of pastoring. Yeah. For real. Like, I actually think that'd be good to talk about. And this, it's the thing with us is, is like, we, we try not to, to hide it. Like, yeah. we actually want you guys to see because it was so liberating for me to get to know pastors at a certain point. I was like, oh, wow, this is what you guys are really like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty helpful. Well, ooh, so I got a text. Uh-huh. Uh, someone wanted me to take care of something. Yeah, take uh, care of it. And like, hey, can we chat when you have a minute, when you get a minute? And uh, I'm not going to say what her name is. Okay. But so I sent a photo of, of you as we're okay. recording. So it was Allie. It's okay. And she loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You know, so you, you already should, know because of the context of what yeah, we're, all, yeah, we're uh, dealing you, with. Some, you uh, really should like copy me on that stuff so I can see what you're sending. You do know, you really like, want to see? That's what you to, really want to talk about. Just saying like you, you want know, to talk in a about marriage relationship, Jimmy. In a marriage relationship, when you're texting, like loop in your spouse, right? That's what a good <laughs> wife would do. Okay. Anyways, so uh, what we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about First Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. And the reason we're talking about this is, A, because it's very relevant, what it means to be sojourners and exiles, but also because I've been spending a lot of time in this passage because I'm preaching on this passage this Sunday at Redeemer Fellowship. So... Um, and the reason I think this is good for us as a church mm-hmm. and for all churches and for all of us Christians is because 
going into 2021, I think a lot of us are feeling maybe more than other years, even though it's it's been true for every year, but yeah, a lot yeah. of people are feeling it now. This world is really messed up, broken, and it is not ours. This is Surprise! Not, yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> Jesus said it. <laughs> Peter said it. Paul said it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's all over the place. Yeah. This world is not our home. We are citizens of a different kingdom, and yet we are here, and we're supposed to be here, and what should that look like, and what should our attitude be? So 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. Let me read that. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is a good passage, man. And uh, just those two words, sojourners and exiles, mm. aliens and strangers, which I kind of like because aliens are cool. Um, and they're out there. And they're out there. The truth they're is out there, guys. In. I mean, listen, X-Files was they're at coming times. In. Well, I'll tell you, the, the thing is with the- Explain a- to me your thoughts on aliens. Well, there's the grays, there's the greens, right? There's different kinds of aliens. We all know this, Jimmy. This we is not all just me. Of course we do. Uh, and so the grays, they mean- the grays are mean. Yeah, the grays are mean. You don't okay. you don't play with the grays. I think they're the mean ones. And the green ones, you know, they're more chill. It's probably that all vegan diet they're on. <laughs> I don't know. They're the hippies of they the alien the world. You know, they got the big eyes, you know, got the tiny mm-hmm. little mouth because they don't need to eat so much. Mm-hmm. And they, don't, they can communicate telepathically. Gotcha. So like, you know, the mouth is that, but they need to see everything. Now, so but what about eyes. Independence Day aliens? Yeah, well, that was, you know, that was a fun movie. Oh, that was a fun movie, you know, but it wasn't. But uh, was it real? It wasn't very realistic, I don't ah, feel like. Because now, what the, about Sigourney Weaver Alien? Okay, no, that's different. Mm, so why don't you tell us okay. about, what, what would you classify that? So you have. A sci-fi horror alien movie. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. Have, uh, yeah, you said, what would you yeah. say, gray? Grays and greens. Well, Grays, no, greens, and then yeah, uh, well, no, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, those are completely different. Those don't fall into those categories. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Jimmy's loving it. It's the big head one. <laughs> they, got the, they got the big head. What, what, what would you think I was trying to refer to? I'm just saying. The big head one. Well, aliens have big heads, but um, but that one it got the it's like elongated. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got the teeth okay, that okay, retract like and all of that. You know, <laughs> you know. Whatever. Man. All right, let's go. They're called xenomorphs, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. That's not a thing. Don't worry about it. Okay, so all right, going back, sojourners. sojourners. Why are we identified as sojourners and exiles? Like that's kind of the yeah. basic question. So we need to wrestle with what those words actually mean. Now, now in this passage, they're they're put together, so they're not supposed to have this really stark line drawn between them as if they're two very separate things. Mm-hmm. They're communicating one general idea. Yep. But Jim, Jimmy, when it says sojourners, when you start doing research on the Greek and yeah. you read the, the commentaries, what is it saying about sojourners? Yeah. I mean, as you look at it, uh, for those Steve McCoy who, who won't go do the work themselves. Koine Greek, Steve, was the common language of the day. Mm, please and, make sure you and understand. And it, it was the, the language that most of the New Testament was written in. It wasn't written in English. Okay, just so you know. Okay, just so, so you know. Go ahead. So, uh, you know, it's like you said, Greek uh, means a resident foreigner living alongside people, not your own. Yeah, so we get that, right? You're yeah. a sojourn. And we know what a sojourn is. Like it's a journey, right? You're mm-hmm. traveling through. Mm-hmm. And then exile. Going from one people group maybe into another, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and a part of this whole idea is that you're actually heading home. Like you're going home. So that's that's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. And so when it says exiles, the emphasis is on like you're a temporary resident. You're here, mm. you're there, but you're only here for a short period of time. In our case- could Like be, in a way, you know, like when I lived in Canada, in British Columbia, right. Port Alberni, 
I was a sojourner, right? That was right. my home. Yeah. But the people were not my own. That's right. That's right. You look, you're an, you were an alien up there and you, know, you kind of looked like an alien. Don't you you basically look like it. There's don't most it. most places I just, think that you go, you could qualify as. I know. You look like it. it. I'm just I know, saying. I know. Don't do because it. Because I'm not saying you look like a gray. You're gonna. Need, I'm saying gray. You're gonna the need gray to apologize aliens. for what? You know why? Stop it. Because you look like a gray alien. Exiles. So this is not your home, though. It's a temporary. This is a third. No, 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 Joey. Joey, I'm going to continue. So, uh, wow. exile, Greek temporary resident, because this is not uh, their home. Right. Uh, they're only there temporarily. And so, watch, yeah. kiss well, the Do you want to go ahead and Yeah, read? we really like the, the New Testament commentary series. Not the New American commentary series, also good, but the New Testament commentary series by uh, Hendrickson and kiss the um, And this is what they say. Uh, Peter calls believers aliens, which is another way of translating um, sojourners. Peter calls the believers aliens, which is the designation for persons who live in a foreign country but who keep their own citizenship. They do not possess the same privileges and rights as the citizens of the country in which they live. They are strangers, right, exiles, in a world that is foreign to them. They live on this earth for only a brief period, for they know that their citizenship is in heaven. And, of course, he's got a bunch of scripture for that. And I think it's a really good way of summarizing this in that— um, it hits, it hits all of it. We are here. We're supposed to be here. We have every right to be here. In fact, we've been sent here, but here, this world mm -hmm. is not home. Our home is the kingdom of God. It is the, which will be fully realized in the new heavens and in the new earth. Yeah. So I, I like, Joe, how you, uh, uh, you hit on uh, sojourner exile. There's some similarities there, mm -hmm. but there's a difference of you're, you know, an, a, a foreigner living among a people that's not your own. And an understanding that you're only a temporary residence here, and right. one day you will go home. Yes, yeah, and that I mean, if we weren't like uh, that, would be depressing, right? I mean, yeah. just to be trapped in a in a land that it's not your own, uh, you don't, you you can't really click, you can't really mesh with the people. Yeah, because you're trying so, to figure out the language and figure out what he's in toonies and figure, all that stuff. Figure out what a toque is. Yeah, <laughs> I know it's a hat, but it's the dumbest word for hat. <laughs> and it's not a toque. Toque, gaunch, toque. Tuke is a word for going. A twofer. Tuke is like a word Molson for, muscle. It's like a number two word. I got, like, I got, like when you're potty training plenty, your kid. I have plenty of Canadian slang. When you're training training your kid, you'd be like, "What are you doing in there?" And Kelly'd be like, "Tuke." That that's what that word sounds like. I continue. I'm just saying. All right, Jimmy. So we're. We're, we're identified as sojourners and exiles. So that means that there are ways in which we're going to be in this world, but we're going to be out of place. We don't fit. What are some ways in which we we just don't fit in? What comes to your mind? I mean, right off the bat, just beliefs, right? Beliefs in mm -hmm. uh, that we believe that there is, well, one, that there is a God, right? right. We believe that there is a God uh, and that God is one and there's not multiple gods. Uh, there's not multiple deities to to be worshipped and that they're all equal and that uh, they're all different paths to the same place. Or Everybody do your thing. Do your it's thing. And, valid. But no, no, we, we don't believe that. Uh, we believe one God. We believe like this book, this super old ancient yeah. book is God's book. I mean, think of all the movies that are made about books like the Necronomicon and all these things like mm -hmm. Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness in those classic yeah, 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 horror yeah. movies. Yeah. When they open up are. the powerful demonic Necronomicon book and they read from it, there's all this power in it. We actually believe that there is divine power, God's power connected to his word, which is inspired by him. We believe it is true. That's crazy in the eyes of the world that we actually believe this book is real. Not that it's magical. Mm -hmm. It's more than that. It's, it has divine power. Hour. So we believe a lot of things. And then there's like 
morality yep. and values. Like yep. we just sometimes there's overlap and connection, but a lot of the time there's a disconnect between and increasingly in America, as we move further and further away from a Judeo-Christian ethic in this country, there's in, there's a lot of distance between what we believe is right and wrong and what the world believes mm. is right and wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. you can look at it in terms of, you know, sex outside of marriage between a man and a woman. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty basic morality for us that we see in scripture, but that cuts us off from, I mean, pretty much the dominant yeah. sanctity of life. Yeah. Yeah. Abortion. Oh, yep. And now there we have overlap because this, there, there is, you know, 50% of Americans, whether they're Christian or not, will say like, oh, yeah, we, we, we do see that. You can even make a scientific argument for that. But people are so centered in their personal beliefs that they move further and further away. They suppress the truth. Mm. I think we're different also in like our purposes and our goals. Yeah. Everybody is such an individual. Everybody is, <laughs> everybody's a snowflake, not in the weak sense, right? Mm. Which that oh, what's is, that weak sense? Well, you know, like, oh, you're a little baby, you melt as soon as it gets a little warm. I mean, like, you know, we were all taught, like, you're an individual. There's nobody like you. You're super special. And so everybody <laughs> kind of grew up. I mean, in my generation, we all heard that. Um, that Did you guys really hear that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're, you're your own person. You're, you're, I mean, you didn't hear that growing up? Well, you didn't because well, you were, like, sent to juvie. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you told, Shut up! Get in line! I'm going to shave that hair. They shaved your hair. Man, I can't. I remember that day. Oh, I remember that how, day. Tra- how traumatic was it when they shaved your head for military school? For real? Well, because I thought they were joking. Why would you think? I don't know. <laughs> you were so I dumb. I was so stupid. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and like, uh, you know, uh, it, it was it was this uh, sergeant major, and it wasn't Gissel. It was, it was his a, last name was Major. No, 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 no. His name oh, is okay. Sergeant Major. Okay. What the rank is Sergeant Major? I know. I thought Sergeant and Major were two different ranks. No. <laughs> Well, yes. Okay, so this I was is, right. This is, this is a sergeant major. Okay, and that's that's. Anyway, should be major sergeant. Like he's a major sergeant. That makes more sense. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, so sergeant major, uh, he was uh, the supply sergeant. Uh, I remember him saying, "You, you," and he had a cigar in his mouth and everything, just in class. He didn't care. He's like, "You're gonna, you know, I'll get my supplies." Uh, and he's like, "You know, we got to cut that." I'm like, <laughs> "Good one." Yeah. And then they sent me down. And yeah, they took care of it. Yeah. And since I didn't do it on my own, they gave me their style. No, um, a friend of mine in high school was sent to a correctional facility of some kind. Mm. And uh, they shaved it. He had long, we all, it was the 80s. We all had long mm-hmm. hair. They shaved his head and it turned, it got physical because he wasn't going to have it. And they're like, oh, no, 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 you're going to do this. You no. don't have a choice in this place. Yeah, I, I, I might have cried <laughs> in that chair. It was emotional, not physical. Yeah. It was just emotional. Yeah. And uh, someone asked recently, uh, how many years have you like not had, like- Yeah, you've had long hair. For ha- long hair or even facial hair. Right. I'm like, honestly, for four years, I didn't. Well, uh, but in all fairness, for a long time, you had the youth pastor goatee. I had that youth, which because does not count. I was in a church that didn't yeah. allow. And yeah, that's again, it, it, why I want to talk about yeah. uh, the hidden life of pastors, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, and now you just look like the chupacabra over there with your hair everywhere. You're just Bro, like, it's nice. Yeah, no, you know it's nice. Freedom. You, uh, freedom. I, I don't democracy. have any hair. I know. I know. Okay, so-, so um, purpose and, Yeah, you said purpose, purpose and goals. goal. Like we, we have a different- uh, like what challenge, like we don't all believe we have our own individual purpose, which overrides the great purpose. There is one great purpose, right? Yeah. We talk about it. The Westminster Confession said at first uh, that man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. We really do believe that, that, that our goals are to honor God, to love God and to love our neighbors. And that mm. trumps everything else. Yeah. Uh, identity, right? That we- For real. Uh, yeah. We don't, we don't identify, like our identity is not, uh, uh, 
set upon like our, our what profession we've entered mm-hmm. into, right? Right. Uh, or our sexuality, sexuality, mm-hmm. or our uh, how much money we make, or beards, uh, or our beards, tattoos, right? Like, for, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- those are those are for some people identity markers. Yeah. Um, some people identity, might even cry if that was taken away from them because that's so much with their identity. All right, dude. You know what? I hate you that you turned that on me like that. But you were not a believer at that point. I, so thank you. Mm-hmm. I was not. That's right. You found uh, your identity. I found in your my hair. identity, mm-hmm. and then later in Christ. Yes. Thank you very much. Yes. And that's it. Our identity is is only found in Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think that you know cause when we're talking about how we're aliens, we're strangers, we're um, sojourners and exiles in the world, mm-hmm. we're going to be different. We're going to be set apart, and that's important. We need to embrace that. Like it's not something that some people are too eager to be like like the world in yeah. every way. So we have to identify and be able to say that. And it's no. easy to understand that people, that like, that's where people gravitate towards, right? Yeah. Like it's easy to look out there. And it, well, I'm not trying to get political, but I'm, I'm just, you even for some that are like the secret Trumpers, right? Oh like, yeah. There, there's a sense of fear of of repercussions. And I'm not- Because you'll be called a racist if you, I mean, yeah. And, but for, you know, drawing that correlation then mm-hmm. to- uh, for people wanting to be liked, right? They don't want to be ostracized. They don't want uh, people to think less of them. And maybe they want to build relationships. They want to build relationships and yeah. cutting them off. Yep, exactly. So you, you see how easy it is for people to kind of gravitate towards like, how do I how do I please people so that they mm-hmm. will involve me? Right. And I it, so we, we get that, but you've got to be clear about who you are, what your identity is, yeah. and how you are different. Because then you can ask the other question, which is, well, how do I actually fit into the world? Is Are there ways in which there is commonality and some semblance of cooperation with the world? Mm. Um, and there obviously there are a, a, a number of ways in which this is true because even just culturally, right? We wear the same clothes. We listen to the same music. We eat the same food. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of- I mean, there are some clothes that are better than others. And there are some clothes that are inappropriate. Okay. Well, like, you know, like the other day. I don't, I don't like know where we're going. Like I don't know where day. we're going. I, 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 I'll just say the other this year, okay, I saw a dude wearing a shirt mm-hmm. that was way too tight. Homeboy was ready to pop a button. Okay, okay, is this somehow against and me right now? No, okay, no, no. You, you listen. You, you take, you take your, uh, you, you, you take. Your I'm about to say, I'm like, yeah, I do like, take no. it seriously. Yeah, it, so that's it, why what, I was a little bit like, yeah, no, no, no. If you, if you grew, you'd buy new shirts. If you shrank, you'd buy new shirts. Like we, I, yeah, you're yeah. on that, you're on I, that thing. I do that. I make sure. Yeah, but like, you see a guy and it's like, man, this I don't is, like shirts too big. It looks yeah, too. Let's continue. Or too small. Or too. No, no, no. For sure. Too big makes you look too big. Too small makes you look too big. Yep. Yeah, you got to find that right fit. So, anyways, but like, obviously, there's modesty and things like yeah, yeah. that is what I'm talking about. But we could even just say like, we fit into the world because we do share the Imago Dei, and there are lots of people. And I mean, everybody yeah. in the world is made in God's image, and so because of that, we have connection with people. There, they people that are made in the image of God to greater or lesser degrees, they actually show that um, that there is a a commonality among mankind mm. that um, that we are creative, that we're made to love, that we're made to be loyal. Yeah. And even when we break those things, even when we do the wrong thing, it sort of demonstrates, because that hurts, it demonstrates that we still um, are made for them. So I think sharing in the Imago Dei is definitely one aspect of it. And, and just continuing on with that, we share in common grace, right? Totally, uh, yeah. the, the grace of God that he has bestowed upon all mankind. I mean, he talks about uh, he causes the, the rain, right, to, yep. to, to pour on the wicked and uh, the just. You uh, see that reflected like in, in, in medicine and in art, right? You yeah. talk about two different, wildly yep. different things, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. that's common grace. Yeah. And we, we, we're, we're down with medicine. We're down with art. Mm. Are you down with the vaccines? Well, 
I don't have a problem oh, with vaccines. We, I don't, oh, no, I'm, oh. not, I'm not that guy. You heard it here, homeschoolers. I'm not. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, back up, homeschoolers. <laughs> Stay away from my vaccines. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not afraid of the vaccines. Not like when they start saying like, all right, everybody's got to get the vaccine. And so wait a second. Hold on. Let me like this. I don't want people telling me what to do. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, you're not. You have no issue with the vaccine, but the moment someone says. Get the vaccine. Yeah, I just don't. It, it could be anything. Like I like Diet Coke. Are you sure this is not like an issue of pride? It, of course it is. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, no, okay, yeah, that's what it is. Acknowledge it. Yeah, you know, I'll acknowledge it all day long. So, mm-hmm. do you think that will work on our listeners? Like, if we tell them to do something, like they won't do it because we're saying it. Okay, so here's what you don't want to do. Yeah. Don't go to JoeFoStore.com. Do not pre-order those amazing T-shirts and those hoodies. Oh, don't do man. it. Have you checked? Have people been? Uh, but yeah, the people have been buying. It's, I'm pretty it's, excited. Yeah. They're it, good designs. Pre-orders are looking good. Yeah. All right. So, so the, the, okay, go ahead. You Common were saying grace. common grace, right? And then there's um, and there's just aspects of the world that are st- they're broken, but they're still good, right? And that's yeah. what we're talking about, like medicine, art, and all that stuff. I think that's I think that's a, a, important for us to just just to keep in mind. So, Jimmy, we're looking at this passage that talks about living as sojourners, right? Mm-hmm. And when it says, "I urge you as sojourners and yeah. exiles," that's who you are in this world. You need to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. In other words, he's saying you've got to practice yeah. self control. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, because a lot of our fight is internal, not necessarily external, right? Like mm-hmm. if you look at James 1, 13 to 15, right. let no one say when, he's att- when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured mm-hmm. and enticed mm-hmm. by his own desire. His own desire. His own desire. Uh-oh. Then desire what does it do? and has conceived gives birth to sin. It gives birth to sin? And sin, when it's fully grown, what brings does it do? forth death. <laughs> Thank you for throwing me off a little bit. I'm trying but, to. But yeah, so it, it, it's internal. So we, we need to practice the self-control. Why? Because there's passions of the flesh. And what does that right. mean, Joe, when we talk about passions of the flesh? Well, the, the whole idea here, right, is, is that there are desires in the world and there are desires in us which lead to sin and death. Yeah. And, and by the way, which means you're not... To stay out of the world, the whole the, the 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 exhortation here is not, hey, get out of the world. It's real dangerous. Get out mm-hmm. of there. It's, you're going to get burned. It's, hey, while you're in that crazy place, you need to practice self control. And he says specifically to abstain from the passions of the flesh. Now, it's a weird. It sounds like a Mel Gibson movie, but the passions of the flesh just simply means sinful. Des- what it does? Passion. He made a movie like that. Passion of the passions Christ. of the Christ. Passion yeah. of the Christ. Passions yeah. of Christ. Yes. Passion Continue of the suffering it. of Christ. Yeah. So the passions of the flesh means. So sin- why is it a- okay? Never mind. Okay, no, I'm just I'm, saying. No, this, no, it I'm sounds gonna, like right, it sounds right, like a right. Mel Gibson movie. We've got enough banter. Go. Sinful desires is what it means, right? And some translations actually translate it that way. Mm-hmm. These are desires that are completely natural to people who do not know the Lord, people who aren't born again, and yet. These are still desires that remain an issue for us, right? Mm. Like, there isn't a, a Christian man alive who doesn't fight, who doesn't have to fight against the the desires of lust or anger. Yeah. Now, for some guys, anger is a bigger issue. Yep. <clears throat> oh, why, why, other, why, why, why? I'm just saying, like, why are you? Why I'm talking about myself. I'm oh, about yes, myself. yes, yes, you yes, too. No, yes, I, yes, I, yes. I, I, yes. But not that I don't struggle with us, I do, because you, I mean, goodness, we live in such a pornified culture. It's like it's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. So like we have to fight against these desires. One of the best things I ever heard was from one of the godliest men I ever knew when I was in Bible college, uh, Ron Sauer. And Dr. Sauer, I was talking to him and I'm like, man, I'm just struggling with lust so much. I don't see how I can even be a believer. And he said, what do you think I struggle with every day? And I was like, I don't know. 
how much sugar to put in your coffee? Like, I have no idea what you struggle with. Not much. And he's like, no, I struggle with lust. I have to fight against it every day. I don't give in like I used to, but I have to address it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to fight against it. So praise the, God for honest men. Man, it's liberating. Honest, godly, you know, older men. Because I looked up to him yep. and then I saw like, oh, wow, he still struggles, but he's fighting. Yep. And like, yep. I, I, yep. I can become this. So yep. this is good. So these these passions of the flesh, these sinful desires are something that we're called to fight against. And we're specifically called to Jimmy's favorite word. Abstinence. <laughs> Why is that my favorite word? Did you it's think I could pronounce it? Word. Did you think I couldn't pronounce no, it? I knew you could pronounce it. Right, I just I, you I can't pa- do it when no, it comes to like some things. I pa- Can you abstain from beverage alcohol, Jimmy? Yeah, but you don't. Because I well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, hold on. First of all, yes, I can. But, but when my you? wife tells me, okay, yes, <laughs> when she right. tells me, hey, we're <laughs> doing a awesome cleanse, which is fantastic. I love it when it happens. You know who doesn't like the cleanses? Nutritionists. You know what? Give me that article. Oh, there's <laughs> send, a billion. Send I actually me a just, bunch of those I just did a whole big thing on it. Um, so we're called to abstain, right? Yeah. To 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 stop. To actually stop, right? So, um, and you guys know what abstinence is, right? We encourage abstinence, sexual abstinence mm-hmm. among people that aren't married. We encourage like abstinence in a number of ways in different situations. Yeah. I abstained yeah, yeah. from beverage alcohol when I was a missionary with the North American Mission Board. Yep. Gladly. Yep. No problem. Didn't touch alcohol for three years. As soon as I was done getting the funding, I opened up a bottle of mm-hmm. bourbon and I had a glass. Like, that's just like, that's how I did it. And you've gone through seasons though. Oh, yeah, where I just personal... completely set it aside. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like I'm just not going to drink yep. for a while. It's totally fine. That was like a year. Continue. It was like nine months. Nine months. Yeah. And then- Basically a year. So like in Romans 13, 14, by the way, it says, uh, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desire. So we're called to be killing sin, to be doing what is good, mm. destroying ungodly desires and cultivating spiritual desires. Right? It's 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 not like just- that. It's not just like we're going like to we're gonna stop the bad thing. It's also we're going to do the good. Yeah. Um, and, and so Galatians 5, 22 to 24, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So mm-hmm. you're stopping one thing right? and you're replacing it with, with this obedience to God. And right. that should manifest itself in the fruit of the spirit. So you want to know what it looks like to be a sojourner? Look at Galatians 5. Yeah. Because these are the things that are supposed to be characteristic of us. And it's not always easy. Sometimes it's very hard, especially when people or the world is Mm -hmm. yelling at you. Um, But consider those. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So, Jimmy, it, it says here that we are supposed to, as aliens and strangers, live honorably. We're not just supposed to, mm. like, like, do what is, like, stop what is evil, kill sin, and then do what is good. But specifically, he tells us that we're supposed to live honorably before the world, like in uh, verse 12. Yeah, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against mm. you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So how is this different from being, like, a people pleaser? Because I think, you know, hey— yeah, watch yourself. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to look bad in front of the world. How does this not feed into people pleasing and being overly concerned with how the world might think about you as a Christian? Well, when we talked about earlier, we talked about what the goal is, right? And the goal uh, is God's glory. And I think we're going to let's, yeah. let's talk about that more in detail. But okay. for now, it suffice to say, it's more about mm-hmm. it's more about God's glory rather right. than your own. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And even then, when we're talking about like keeping your conduct honorable, like by whose definition? Obviously not the world's definition of what is honorable because we go by what God says. So we're looking at his word 
that tells us what it means to be honorable. So we're going to love and serve and sacrifice for yep. other people yep. and, and do what is right. We're going to protect and stand up for people. You know, um, you know, ninth commandment, right? We don't bear false witness, but also means we stand up for people. Yep. So let's get to this idea you were talking about you know, that uh, our goal is different to glorify God. Mm-hmm. It says in verse 12 that if we keep our conduct uh, among the Gentiles honorable, that they yeah. m- may see our good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Ooh. Now, you know, there's a couple of different ways that people interpret this. The scholars get all into it. In one sense, they will glorify God in the day of visitation, speaking about the end time when the judgment happens, they will glorify God in their judgment, meaning they're going okay. to hell, or it could be a reference to their salvation. They will glorify God um, in belief. So in other words, it could be a reference to judgment that they are glorifying God by admitting, by confessing your people honored you and I disregarded it. Because mm. um, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, right? So even in judgment, people are going to glorify God. But other people, and I, I, I lean this way, uh, believe that that this is really a reference to people coming to faith in Christ through the words and the example of Christians, that uh, they glorify God in the, in the day of visitation because they have come to believe. Where do you land on on that? Like, where do you where do you lean? Because there's debate. Like, we could be wrong here, but yeah, I mean, I think I, I lean more towards the latter there. Uh, that as um, I think it's one way of as we talked about proclaiming that gospel, right? As mm-hmm. we're glorifying God, um, God uses our works, yeah. right? Uh, and as people see that, it, it points to something more. It asks that, it begs that question: Why is there a difference here? Right? Mm-hmm. Why are they living so differently? Um, so yeah. Well, I know um, the the now this is a different commentary series, the New American Commentary mm-hmm. series. Uh, I think it's by Broadman and Holman or Broadman Holman Academic. I don't know what it is, but uh, uh, it, it's a good commentary series. And Tom Schreiner, who's a great New Testament scholar. Yep. Over there at Southern Seminary, he says this, the reference to glorifying God suggests that the salvation of Gentiles is in view. Typically in the New Testament, people glorify God or give him glory by believing. And he's got a slew of verses. Another commentator, uh, he lists. uh, Uh, Van Unik. Van Unik. Van Unik. Van Unik. Get me to the Van Unik. (laughs) Van Unik finds uh, a few examples where glorifying God refers to end-time judgment of unbelievers, but usually, Schreiner says, God is glorified when people believe. Conversely, those who refuse to believe do not glorify God, Acts 12, 23, mm. Romans, 12, mm. uh, Romans 1, 21. We see the same contrast in Revelation between those who believe and glorify God and those who refuse to repent and do not honor him, Revelation 16, 9. Peter exhorted believers to live noble lives because in doing so, unbelievers will see their good works. Bam! Mm-hmm. Man, Schreiner agrees with me. Schreiner's smart. Because they observe such works, some <gasps> unbelievers will repent and believe and therefore give glory to God on the last day. You're welcome, Shriner. Shriner, you owe us. You owe us. Yeah, that's right. Tom. <laughs> Man. Tom Shriner. Tom Shriner. So um, that, that, that's where we land. In other words, as aliens and strangers, our words and our works are used by the Lord to propel people, to compel people to consider Christ. Mm. So I know that a lot of people, Jimmy, are feeling frustrated, fearful, feeling alienated, like in a different sense, like alienated from the world. And... Uh, what would you sell to people? What would you say to somebody who's like, I'm just, everything is so crazy. Mm-hmm. The, the government, the politics, the social stuff, like the sin, the, the, the degradation of, 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 of women, of children, like, they're, like I, this place is nuts and they're, they're losing their minds. What do you say to them? 
I'd say your feeling is appropriate. Like mm-hmm. this feeling in the sense of not belonging is yeah. appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a sign of regeneration. Yeah. Because as you hate what God hates and yeah. you're sensing uh, this this uh, hostile stance against God and, mm. and this pushback against God's ways and it's uncomfortable. Right. So in the end, what we're saying here is... Um, Don't let your real citizenship, your citizenship in heaven, as a Christian, that's where you belong. That's your your king and your kingdom, right? All found in Christ. Don't let that citizenship pull you out of the world by ignoring the world or neglecting the world around you. You have been sent here as a representative of Christ, as an ambassador. You are in this world to love your neighbor, to do good, Mm. and to honor God in it all. And so you, it, this should impact how you vote. This should impact how you treat yeah. people. This should impact how you interact with people you disagree with, people who hate you. I mean, think of all the commands in Scripture that relate to how you interact with people. All of that is given to you as a as a sojourner and an exile. So take it to heart because though it's hard and sometimes discouraging, it's a beautiful opportunity to be God's people here on an earth that is sometimes covered in total darkness. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Diva or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrVotion.com. There you can contact us. Uh, you can sign up for the email blast. Go to the store, JoFoStore.com, and grab and pre-order those new T-shirts and those hoodies. I'm a, I can't wait because it, it's going to be great. I'm going to wear mine. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to wear mine too. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday. And uh, often we got uh, blog posts and videos, mm-hmm. content coming very soon. Videos coming. Very soon. Got all set Again, up. very soon again. Very very soon. Very relative. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's like three times a charm. You know what? And, well, if three times a charm, then fourth time is like... It's probably better. Yeah. Right? I mean, I would think so. What's better than charm? Seven? Seven what? times a charm? No, no. Like, There's got to be something better than... Three times a charm, then four times, five times is something better than a charm. It's like a it's like guarantee. Um, Can you guarantee gizzard. this? It's gizzard. Gizzard. We had gizzards today. Yep. Mm. Mm. It was good. Yeah, you ate more than I did. Yep, later.